The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Friday, August 5th, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. Last night, the White Sox traveled to Arlington, Texas to face the Texas Rangers, and they welcomed Luis Robert back. There was question on how big of an impact Robert will have after missing weeks of action due to being lightheaded and suffering from blurry vision. For Texas, the big story was seeing left-handed starter Cole Reagans making his major league debut. Well, Robert had quite the impact early. He singled in his first at-bat and walked in his second plate appearance. While on second base, Jose Abreu hit a fly ball to right field that Odalis Garcia camped under. Now, at first, it appeared that Garcia made the catch and lost the ball, transferring to his throwing hand while Robert tagged up. But the White Sox challenged the call, and that was smart because the call ended up getting reversed as Garcia clearly dropped the fly ball, allowing Jose Abreu to reach first base on an error. Andrew Vaughn hit a tapper back to the mound, and Reagans did the best he could to scoop and toss to home plate. But Robert got down the line in a hurry and made a phenomenal slide to swing around the tag and swipe home plate. That effort tied the game 1-1 as the Rangers took the lead first in the second inning. In his third plate appearance, Robert did a good job of working the count and drew his second walk of the night to lead off the fifth inning, but Aloy Jimenez flew out to left field and Abreu grounded into a double play, wiping out that threat. Now before this week, the White Sox were one of the best teams hitting against left-handed pitching in Major League Baseball. But this week as they have featured two left-handed pitchers against them with Daniel Lynch of Kansas City and Cole Reagans of Texas, both of them just frees up the White Sox offense. Reagans went through five innings throwing 93 pitches. He walked four and allowed three hits, but the White Sox only scored one run and it was unearned against the rookie making his major league debut. A pretty disappointing effort from the White Sox offense against Reagans. Robert should have walked for a third time in his fourth plate appearance. Left-handed reliever for Texas, Brock Burke, tried to ace an inside fastball, and the umpire gave it to him. But when you look at replay and you look at StatCast, the pitch missed 
plenty inside. More likely, it was closer to the batter's box chalk than the black on home plate. So Luis Robert got robbed of a walk. In the bottom of the seventh inning was a display of everything that's wrong with the White Sox defense. Andrew Vaughn couldn't find the ball path on a shallow fly ball that would have been caught by any other major league outfielder, so that fell in for a single. Johnny Cueto fielded a bunt in which Josh Harrison couldn't make it to first base in time to cover, so that was a single. White Sox shifted against a left-handed pitch hitter, but Cueto's pitch stayed outside the plate and was singled right through the middle of the infield. Andrew Vaughn and A.J. Pollock almost collided in the outfield on Marcus Simeon's flyout. Texas would end up scoring two runs in the seventh inning without hitting the ball hard. And before you ask why Johnny Cueto was still pitching facing the lineup a fourth time, just know that Tony La Russa didn't have anyone warming up in the bullpen during this chaos. And the top of the eighth inning featured a chaotic moment in favor of the White Sox. With two outs, Jose Bray was on first base after he took a walk. With left-handed reliever Matt Moore, Yohan Mikata hit a liner to right center field. Now, Mikata was having not a great night at the plate. In the first inning, there was bases loaded, an opportunity to really bust open the game, and he swung at the very first pitch on Reagans and had an infield pop-up. And then he would strike out looking again earlier in the game. It was just not a very good offensive game for Mikata until this liner that he hit. And it landed in right center field with an exit velocity of 82 miles per hour. And Adalas Garcia deflected the ball way to deep center field. Abreu scored all the way from first base and Mikata was awarded with an RBI triple, but it really should have been another error on Garcia. Suddenly, the game was 3-2, and Moore walked A.J. Pollock, leaving the game up to Yasmani Grandal, which she flew out to left field on an exit velocity of 82 miles per hour because Grandal is terrible in 2022, by far having his career worst season at the plate. The White Sox ended up losing 3-2, and as you'll hear later in the show, that loss comes at a bad time because both Minnesota and Cleveland lost too. So another missed opportunity for the White Sox to cut down the lead in the American League Central. Johnny Cueto, shocked that he pitched through the seventh inning. Tony La Russa stuck with Cueto and he pitched the eighth inning. So Johnny Cueto gets a complete game where he allowed 11 hits, three runs. All three were earned. He didn't walk anyone. He struck out four. Johnny Cueto's season ERA is still below three. He's at 2.91. Luis Robert went one for three with a single and two walks. And the White Sox hitters went 0 for six with runners in scoring position. And really, that's the story of last night's game. The White Sox had opportunities. Again, everyone is healthy. Everyone's in the lineup that we are all expecting on opening day, finally. All the way in early August, we get to see this, and they don't hit against a left-handed pitcher making their Major League debut. The White Sox dropped to 53-52 and 52 for the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tonight at 7.05 p.m. Central Time, the White Sox and Rangers will play game two of this four-game series. It'll be Dylan C. starting for the White Sox, who has won American League Pitcher of the Month in June and July. Since June 1st, covering 11 starts, Dylan Cease has just allowed 13 runs, with four of those being earned, which is a 0.57 ERA, and he has 85 strikeouts to 27 walks. Cease is striking out 33.3% of the batters he faces, or one out of every three batters, and is walking 10.6% of the hitters. That walk rate, as we mentioned in the latest Sox Machine podcast after Wednesday's game, is why Cease might be trailing Justin Verlander and Shane McClanahan in the American League Cy Young race. Cease needs a few more two walks or fewer starts to get that rate below 10%. Opposing hitters are having a nightmare facing Cease. If they're not striking out, they're not hitting the ball hard as collectively they're just hitting 189 with four home runs during this 11-game span. Starting for Texas will be Glenn Otto, a right-hander. Otto has allowed at least three earned runs in his last four starts. Even worse, the Texas Rangers have lost seven straight games that Otto has started. Against right-handed batters, Otto throws his slider 36.4% of the time, which averages 81 miles per hour with pretty good spin rate, averaging more than 2,500 RPMs. However, opposing right-handed hitters are smashing the slider. Right-handers are hitting 395 against that slider and slugging 674, which is why I think we may see Otto throw more sinkers against the White Sox, which has been the Achilles heel for this offense. Opposing hitters are just hitting 171 against Otto's sinker with no home runs this season. The game plan seems pretty simple for White Sox hitters, but looking for the slider in each at-bat could expose you against that sinker. Should be interesting to see how the game works out. Best part is you can watch the game with us tonight. Jim and I, along with our friends from the 108, We'll be hosting a watch party via playback starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. The link to the watch party room will be on SoxMachine.com in the first pitch post. Look forward to seeing everyone there. And if you can't make it, you can still watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 AM. Down on the farm, Charlotte was rained out as they faced the Atlanta Braves AAA affiliate Gwinnett. Andrew Dahlquist made the start for the Winston-Salem Dash, and he threw 57 pitches, just lasting three innings. His final line was two hits, two earned runs allowed, three walks, and two strikeouts. But the offense was lacking for the Dash, as they only mustered three hits as they fell 5-1 to to the Brooklyn Cyclones. 
Colson Montgomery went 0 for 1 with two walks. His OPS for the season is 822 in high A. Canapolis, as a team, hit three home runs, including a moonshot from Benjamin Bailey, his fourth of the season with the Cannonballers. But the Carolina Mudcats scored five runs in the first two innings, and that was enough to outlast Canapolis, winning 7-4. Wilfred Veras went 1-4 for four in the game, as the Cannonballers are now 45-54. and 54. <laughs> News around Major League Baseball, the 2023 Major League Baseball schedule will be released soon. We know this because Major League Baseball has recently announced that the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals will be playing in London next summer at London Stadium, the home of West Ham United and was the 2012 Olympic Stadium. For scores around Major League Baseball, let's start in the afternoon. The Colorado Rockies got tired of being beat up by the San Diego Padres as they got out to a 6-0 lead before finalizing the victory with a final score of 7-3. The Los Angeles Angels hit seven home runs against Oakland yesterday. Shohei Otani hit two of them, which gives him 24 on the season. Mickey Moniak, the former number one pick, just traded to the Angels from the Phillies, hit his first home run with the Angels. And in fitting fashion, the Angels lost. Tying the White Sox for most home runs hit in a loss with seven as Ramon Lariano and Seth Brown both homered for Oakland as the Athletics held on for an 8-7 victory. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they fared better. They swept the San Francisco Giants in San Fran, winning Game 4 5-3. Mookie Betts hit a back-breaking three-run homer, his 25th of the season, to help power the Dodgers, who are now 72-33. and Meanwhile, the Giants, who decided to not move Carlos Rodon or Jock Peterson before the deadline, are 51-55. and They're six games back of the final wildcard spot in the National League. Maybe the Giants should have reconsidered. The Pittsburgh Pirates also sweep... And they swept the Milwaukee Brewers, winning 5-4 in extra innings. The Brewers' bullpen again couldn't hold on to the lead, and it appears they are really missing Josh Hader. The Brewers are 57-48. and That's important because St. Louis had to play a doubleheader against the Chicago Cubs as the previous night the game was rained out. The Cardinals won Game 1 4-3 thanks to a walk-off in the ninth inning. The Cubs were up 3-0 after six innings, but the Cardinals came back thanks to home runs from Nolan Gorman and Paul Goldschmidt. In Game 2, St. Louis won easily 7-2, so the Cardinals have taken advantage of the Pittsburgh Pirates sweeping the Brewers, and now the Brew Crew and the Cardinals are tied in the top of the National League Central. American League Central scores, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, the Houston Astros blanked the Cleveland Guardians 6 to nothing. Justin Verlander threw six scoreless innings. The Toronto Blue Jays beat up Minnesota's bullpen on their way winning 9-3. So in the American League Central, the Twins still lead by a game over Cleveland and two games over the White Sox. When you look at the American League wildcard, Toronto would be your number four seed and they have a three-game cushion over Seattle which Seattle would be the five seed, and Tampa Bay would be the six seed with a 56-49 and record. Behind Tampa Bay is Cleveland. They're two games back of the Rays for the final wildcard spot. So is Baltimore. 
The Orioles are 54-51 and 51 this season. They have won seven of their last ten games. They have not stopped winning baseball games as they have won three games in a row. And then there's the White Sox at 53-52, and 52, three games back of Tampa Bay. That will do it for this Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a long-time lurker, help support us on patreon.com slash Machine. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and the website, and first opportunity to receive our Sox Machine swag. Monthly plans start at just $2, and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Machine. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Have an awesome Friday, everyone. Hope to see you later tonight during the watch party. Thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. Ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.